NPR is doing an annual survey to better help understand how you spend time with podcasts. So please help us out by completing a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. I appreciate your help supporting NPR podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. All one word. Thanks. For NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boyland. I'll start off today's show with new music from Sophie Allison, best known as Soccer Mommy. She put out a new single last week, and it's filled with twisted sounds and really poppy hooks. The music was produced with B.J. Burton. He's best known for his work with Bon Iver, Sylvan Esso, and even Taylor Swift and Charlie XCX. Here's Soccer Mommy to introduce her song, Rom-Com 2004. When I first wrote Rom-Com 2004, I made this really poppy demo. I just had this idea in my mind of like early 2000s rom-com music and I kind of wanted to channel that and ended up didn't really doing anything with it uh, until we reached out to BJ Burton to just kind of take it and turn it into something totally different. I just thought it would be cool to like go from having this 2000s sounding pop song and kind of bring it into the future a little bit and making it something totally different. And BJ really accomplished that.
Soccer Mommy. Her latest song is called Rom-Com 2004. Soccer Mommy was one of the artists slated to do a Tiny Desk concert just when COVID hit. And when I realized we had to close the office and cancel her Tiny Desk, I got in touch and asked her if she'd record a concert at home. And so began our Tiny Desk home concert series back in March 2020. Soccer Mommy's heading out on tour in September, and I hope the world is safe enough for her to come to my desk and play this and other songs from her latest album, Color Theory, in real life, real soon. There's a new project from two artists all songs considered listeners might be familiar with. Nate Amos and Lily Konigsberg are from the bands Water From Your Eyes and Palberta, respectively. Their collaboration is called my idea and here they are to take us to their song stay away still hey this is lily hello this is nate and we're in the band my idea hey lily do you remember the day that we made stay away still yes i do remember that day it came together really quickly and it's one of our best songs i agree i remember it was really cool you were just like i got an idea for a song and then a minute later you had a voice memo and i was just like click click let's go uh, how was it making the music behind a pre-existing melody? Easy. Or other oh. question. Oh, okay. How did the music, uh, how did you come up with that sick guitar riff, Nate? Yes. How'd you come up with that sick guitar riff, Nate? You know, Lily, I don't really remember, but it was probably just the first thing I played. <laughs> and we'd like to thank Rachel Brown. Hey, Rachel. Of Water From Your Eyes. My other band. Um, for doing the ad-libs that, uh, I wrote. That Lily wrote. Good job, Rachel. Because they delivered them perfectly. Like we knew they would. That's it. That's my idea. Bye.
That's a fun tune. That's the duo known as My Idea and the song Stay Away Still. Their five-song EP that's titled That's My Idea is out July 30th on Hardly Art. There's a new podcast called Songs in the Key of Death, which explores murder ballads and the often gruesome story behind them. One of those ballads is the tale of Stagger Lee and the killing of Billy Lyons back in 1895. The song Stagger Lee was first published early in the 20th century and first recorded in the 1920s. And it was the number one hit for Lloyd Price in 1959. For the podcast Songs in the Key of Death, Bonnie Prince Billy recorded his version with guitarist Nathan Salzberg. And here's Will Olden, a.k.a. Bonnie Prince Billy, to tell us about his take on this well-worn tune. During the great lockdown of 2020, um, my principal musical collaborator over the course of that year, other than Bill Callahan, was Nathan Salzberg, who's a, an amazing acoustic guitar player and electric guitar player, and as well as archivist at um, the Alan Lomax Archives. And so when I was asked by the Songs of the Key of Death folks about putting together some of these murder ballads, he was the first person that I turned to, and I, and I asked if it was okay if I brought him in as my partner in crime, pun intended. And when we got to Stagger Lee, um, Nathan was digging around his brain and his archives to, to find the right set of words and the right intention for, for what we were trying to get done. And, and he wanted to focus on uh, the victim, the plight of the victim or the mindset of the victim, Billy Lyons, as opposed to the swagger of Stagger. Stetson hat 
Standing on the gallows With a head held way up high At twelve o'clock they killed him They were all glad to see him die When you lose your money Learn to lose When you lose your money Bonnie Prince Billy along with Nason Salzberg with their version of Stagger Lee seen through the eyes of its victim, Billy Lyons. The podcast Songs in the Key of Death is available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll take a break and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator. It's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Bob Boylan. Hannah Vu is a singer and songwriter based in Los Angeles. Her first new music since 2019 is now out. The song Maker and its video seem to be a cry for life to be more than it really is. Here's Hannah Vu. Maker is one of my favorite songs that um, I've ever written. And when we were writing the song, my producer Jackson Phillips and I were in this workflow where we would write all the music in one day and then I would go home and then write all the lyrics and then we would record the vocals next day and like that would be it. So I probably had like four or five hours to come up with lyrics to bring it in for the next day. So doing it that way really like challenged me and it was like more about subconscious work than conscious, which I thought was really revealing to see what your mind on autopilot creates because sometimes it uncovers ideas and feelings like you didn't know you had. Three letter love. 
Hanavu and the song maker. There's a poetic video that expands on the storyline of the song. I'll put that and all the videos for the songs on this episode on the All Songs Considered website. Devendra Banhart has been putting out poetic and creative acoustic leaning music for the past 20 years. His music's often filled with interesting sounds and textures, and it's always filled with his rich, deep voice. But now he's teamed up with his dear friend Noah Georgeson to create a calming and beautiful ambient album called Refuge. Here's Noah and then Devendra to take us to the song In a Cistern. This piece is a tribute to two amazing women. My mother, who, when I was growing up, was always playing piano around the house and really introduced me to music. And also Pauline Oliveros, who was one of my professors at Mills College. She had a whole concept called deep listening that she taught us, which she described as kind of an expansion of the awareness of sound and how you listen to it. And she originally came up with the phrase, deep listening is kind of a pun. For one of her early recordings, she was lowered into an underground cistern, which is this huge reverberant space. So she was literally deep listening underground. And when I came up to my song, I just liked the sound of the words in a cistern. It's also a timely thing because Mills College is about to stop existing which is a huge bummer. Um, they've always been this super inclusive place and way, way ahead of their time in so many ways. And the music department is this legendary place where all of these giants of contemporary music have spent time, like John Cage, Henry Cowell, Terry Riley, Morton Subotnick, Lou Harrison, and all these concepts, synthesis and tape loops and our idea of electronic music really came out of Mills in some ways. And now nobody knows what's going to happen to this this place. So uh, if there are any billionaires listening and you want your name attached to something very cool, this could be the thing. Save Mills College. I remember when Noah first sent the demo for in a cistern. I was kind of taken aback by the piano that appears about a minute into the song. It was so abrupt, I didn't know if it would work. But in the end, with Mary Lattimore's harp and Nicole Lawrence's pedal steel creating such a steadily serene foundation, that counterpoint piano became so playful, and um, I'm really so happy with how it turned out.
the music of Devenger Banhart and Noah Georgeson. It's from their ambient debut album, Refuge, and it comes out August 13th on Dead Oceans. We'll go out on one more instrumental track that's also a collaboration, but not quite as quiet and calming. It comes from F.S. Blum and Nils Fromm. It's their fourth collaboration, and it's aptly titled Two Times One Equals Four. The record is heavily influenced by the sounds of dub, which is a form of electronic-driven music that was an outgrowth of reggae. It's often filled with heavy, repetitive echoes and delays. We'll hear first from Frank Blum and then Niels Fromm about this wonderful creation titled Desert Mule. Oh, and please watch this this out-of-this-world video for this song. I'll put it on the All Songs Considered site. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It is All Songs Considered. When Niels and me, when we are recording an album, we always start from scratch. We improvise. So when we recorded our last album, Tag 1, Tag 2, Day 1, Day 2, at the end of those two days, we suddenly found ourselves in a very dubby situation. We did a piece which astonished ourselves. And this piece is Neck Rub, which is the last track on our new album now. So this is where we actually found our mutual love for dubby music. Yeah, that's right. I can only add that making albums with Frank is always really, really, really fun because when I play a pretty note or something which sounds a little bit too pretty, he might just as well play something really unpretty to give it a different meaning or different dimension and, and vice versa. And when, like Frank explained, we made this one dubbish sounding track, we felt like we should do more because it's almost, for me, listening to dub is somehow like a retreat from listening to music, so to say, because it's such different music and it's so sparse and rare that I see it almost as a holiday from listening to normal music. And dub music stands for me for hearing the most extreme, also funny and goofy sounds and working in that direction was definitely so much fun as well. 